0: We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. That's gusto.com slash boss. Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson. And in this episode, I'm joined by my podcast pal, Corey Winter, to talk about understanding yourself and your business and your version of success to discover how it is you work best. You can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. And if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to this show and share us with a friend. Having a fulfilling career and succeeding in business are what we're all here to accomplish, right? Well, if it resonates, then I've got a new show for you to check out. That's all about educating you on how to best market yourself in the new digital age. It's called Big Brand Energy, hosted by Sophie Wilson, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. With episodes on building an authentic brand and how business and online dating are the same, you'll get a fresh take on online marketing in the new year. Listen to Big Brand Energy wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Corey.
1: I'm your podcast pal.
0: Yeah, today you're my podcast pal.
1: <laughs> I'm going to need a new nameplate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what does that one say? Uh,
1: my current one says just professional professional nerd.
0: nerd. Yeah, yeah. But okay. you keep
1: adding titles. <laughs> <You> I just <laughs> <you> have to <laughs> stop
0: talking about this nameplate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I don't know what my identity is. I need I need nameplates to help me figure it out.
0: Our identities are ever changing. Oh, okay. Ever-changing.
1: I have lost my identity.
0: Yeah, did you ever have it? <laughs> hmm.
1: Well, I thought I was a companion, but now I'm I'm a pal.
0: Oh, pal. Um, <laughs> is that a promotion or a demotion or a lateral move? I'm not really sure. Corey and I haven't had the, an opportunity to chat in a hot minute. I just got a Corey story, which is really great if you guys don't know. Corey tells really great stories.
1: <laughs> As I have been told.
0: About nonsense things. Um, So I just got a Corey story. Excited to chat with him today. We're actually doing two episodes here together. You'll get the next one in a couple of weeks. Um, So we're diving into a couple of hours of recording together and we're just getting started and I already feel delirious. So let's dive in. Why wait? This is
1: going to go great. <laughs> yep, it's going to be great. Looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're here to do... <clears throat> Do a I want to say up? another episode on it's hustling? a follow-up. Okay, a follow-up. It's a up.
1: continuation.
0: <laughs> Indeed, a continuation of the conversation that we had um, back, it was actually last year, maybe even over a year ago once this goes live, episode 275 we had a conversation about whether or not we believe that hustle is good or bad. And I had the relatively unpopular opinion that it's neither and both. I don't think it's like I'm not pro hustle culture of just like work for work's sake as much as you can for fun or and and, like not even fun, but for accolades. And I don't think that hustling is bad. I think it is an imperative part of operating a business in a capitalistic society. How about that? And I personally find fulfillment from a season of hustle. And I I know that some people do. I also sort of redefined hustle a little bit as just working. I don't think hustle necessarily has to be, you know, working super hard. For me, rest is a bit of a hustle. Right? Like you have to sort of organize all the things in your work and life to give you the ability to take time off and do the things. So I see that as a bit of a hustle. Um, it's a whole thing. So if you want a refresher, go back, listen to episode number 275. I talk about whether or not hustle is good or bad or what that looks like. We are continuing that conversation here because that was a very popular episode. And I'm excited How was that
1: a year ago? What? <laughs> I was sitting here with my mind blown while you were saying all that. That was there was no way that was a year ago. Yeah,
0: that was a year ago. It feels ago. like that
1: was like three weeks ago tops. <laughs> no, <laughs> like,
0: a whole year. I think that was like a December episode last can't, year, can't right? Can't
1: confirm. Came out November sixteenth of November last year, twenty twenty one. Oh, that, yeah,
0: that's like wow. as of recording this. That was a year ago tomorrow.
1: That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Right. Okay, sorry. Right. That was. All...
0: Where did the year go? I As I was talking, I could see your face exploding.
1: <laughs> I was looking it up because I did not believe you. I was like, did she just make a mistake? No. True no. story.
0: Yeah, wow. I don't make mistakes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, That's so, a lie, everyone. That's a lie.
1: So getting us back on rails. Um. After a year, why are we re- revisiting, quote unquote, this topic?
0: We're revisiting this because I think this one... Is sort of ever changing and two work life balance or flow, um, the evolution of hustle culture, our experience within our own businesses is not one conversation. I have been coaching bosses for a decade. Mm-hmm. I still run a mastermind group with bosses who are some of them are over 10 years in business. And we're still having conversations about what it looks like to show up and do the work that we feel needs to be done, to evaluate what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done, and how to find fulfillment in our work while also building a life that feels great. So really, it's a follow-up because we're never going to be done having this conversation. There's so many layers to it, and I'm excited to sort of dive into another aspect of it. So I think we have this one scheduled to go up, you know, just after the new year. Everyone's sort of putting all of their plans in place. Hopefully you have CEO Day Kit. <laughs> plug. Shameless plug.
1: Bingboss.club slash CEO. Perfect. Yep.
0: That's where you can get it. Um, So hopefully you have your plan for the year in place. And whenever I do this, I'm going to share a little trick that I do on one of the exercises in that because I still use CEO Day Kit every single year for both of my businesses. Always have, probably always will. There's one exercise in there. It's called revenue and marketing. Yep, that's what it's called. Did <laughs> you see me question yep. myself midword word <laughs> Revenue and marketing. And it's sort of a calendar that you start putting, one, your revenue goals, and two, the marketing things that you're going to be doing. But you can also put other things, things you're going to be creating, um, Holidays, vacations, those sorts of things. The first thing I always do when I'm filling out this worksheet is I will label a month work or life.
1: An entire month?
0: An entire month. And not necessarily that the entire month will be work or the entire month will be life. But if I know I'm going to have a vacation in August, then I'm just going to go ahead and put life on August even if it's just a week. If I have something big launching in April, then March and April are probably going to be very work focused. Okay. And so I just go into it thinking about that divide between work and life and how they're both going to flow together. So, I think it's fun to talk about this as we go into the new year to also look at how it is we're going to define our hustle or how it is that we're showing up to work over the next year. And I want everyone, what I want everyone to get out of this episode is a feeling as if you can move forward with your plans Feeling good about the amount of work required and that you're going to put into it and the amount of time you're going to take off to enjoy your life and do those sorts of things. So I hope to help everyone sort of define their version of hustle for the next year while we are here.
1: Yeah, so that ties into our first topic about how you don't need to conform to society's version of hustle or anti-hustle because everybody's hustle looks different.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm even defining it different. <laughs>
1: like <I'm> using the <laughs> word differently,
0: so you can literally do whatever you want. Um, I don't believe that there are rules around these things. If you, you know, go f- check out some hustle videos on YouTube. You're gonna hear all kinds of blueprints and to dos, and you have to, you know, wake up at four thirty. And not me, not by choice, at least. So, I want everyone to think about what their version of hustle looks like. And if hustle is a triggering word for you, just replace it when I say it with something else. I think the first thing that everyone should do is really look back at any time in their work and life scenario, their existence as a professional, and think about when your life and work felt good. And I encourage you to like Write down some characteristics of that time in your work in life. So were you, you know, had really steady clients and your life was super chill? Was it before you had kids or after you had kids? <laughs> was it, you know, when your kids were a particular age? Was it when you were living in a particular location? Think about the characteristics of your life at that point and try to pinpoint what it was that made that period of your life feel so good. Corey, I see your face just working over there. Is it Share sad? with me what you're thinking. Is
1: it sad if like the biggest – the the first thing that comes to mind was like 10 years ago when I was like just out of college and just – Everything was so easy. That's a long time <laughs> right? ago. You know why? I,
0: I really loved being like 10 years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My
0: mom making me dinner. Right. Go a little beyond that. No. Okay. But I love that. <laughs> okay, even if it is that. I also was just like when we were working in the office together because I know you loved
1: that I, life. Yeah, <laughs> the, the only reason that one didn't come up first was because college sucked at that time. I had a full class load. Yeah. But yeah, the, the work part of it. Yeah, that, that was a good time.
0: Oh, I guess you were still in college then, weren't you? Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. So then think about the characteristics of your life at that point. Maybe something new was happening. You were moving at that point too. Am I yep. correct? So you weren't moving closer to home to be with yeah, your family. You had,
1: you had just left me. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> I did. <Yeah. laughs> Physically left. <laughs> Moved away. Moved away. No, right.
1: so yeah, I yeah, going back to that point. Just out of college, like I had that whole thing out of my way. Mm -hmm. I was only working for being boss. I was living on my own for the first time. Had a cool little puppy. Fun times. Yeah. Relaxing times.
0: Right? So – you think about those times in your life and you think about ways you can maybe recreate or evolve some of those things that felt so good then and there. Whenever I think about this, I feel like one of the most like pinnacle points of my existence over the past couple of years, which is a very two kind of come up for me. One is like adventuring. If I'm just like traveling, that is everything to me i will say what i did experience in that big road trip that we did back in 2015 which we did right after we started the podcast so you can go back to some of those early episodes and probably hear a little bit about some of that
1: otherwise known as when emily left me
0: when, when i left Corey, when i physically <laughs> moved away um one of the things that or one of the things i learned during that is i don't want to travel and work I just want to travel because I was working on that. And I was That is for the birds. I am not a suitcase entrepreneur. I'm a work-at-home entrepreneur, and then I'm traveling for fun, not working.
1: <laughs> so a little behind the scenes of being boss. So that was still relatively early days being boss podcast. Mm-hmm. And you were on this 45-day 45, 45 w- road trip, right? 40. 40 One, is biblical. For, 40 <laughs> days. <laughs> there were episodes that you literally recorded in a tent in the middle of nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did I do that? Did I really do that? Yes, because I was so upset
1: with you because it did not sound good.
0: (laughs) I think there might have only been like one or two. There might
1: have just been one, but yeah, Yeah. I remember that episode.
0: (laughs) You know what's great is I don't remember that. I have no memory of that whatsoever. (laughs) Whatsoever. I love that. Um, Yeah, I don't want to travel and work. I'm not a suitcase entrepreneur. That is not the life for me. The second one that really comes up for me is when Kathleen and I were writing the Being Boss book that was a time of like immense creativity where we had also emptied our calendars in a way that really allowed for that insane creativity that we were sort of outputting. We were like nurturing and then outputting. And I was very mindfully nurturing that creativity. I was going for hikes. I was doing yoga. I was like, I was living a life that allowed me to create in that way. And that is like that pinnacle moment. If I like look back, that was work life bliss at that point. So if you go read the Being Boss book, know that I was in the best state <laughs> when I was writing that book, which has me thinking well, how can I use some of those some of those characteristics and pull them into my life now to create a version of work life balance or flow or hustle or whatever you want to call it that feels good to me now. So I encourage everyone to do that little exercise, look back at your life, find the things or find the moments that felt really good to you, pinpoint the characteristics and try to pull them into right now or into the year ahead. So you can, you can define what it looks like for you by looking at proof as to when it was working for you. Another tactic I like to use whenever, you know, looking ahead and trying to define what what my year needs to look like or for anyone who's trying to decide, like, what is that work life balance bliss for you is to look at what you're currently working on. So we just looked back. Now I want you to look at right now, what are you currently working on and do one of my favorite exercises that I talk about all the time. We'll include a link to a worksheet for it in the show notes for this episode, but it's a worksheet called what's working, kind of working, not working. It literally is just three columns and one column you write down what's working, one column you write down what's kind of working and in the third is what's not working and you get real, real. With what's working, kind of working, and not working in your life. And the way I like to deal with these is how can you double down on what's working, do more of that, or make it work even better? If it's kind of working, what can you do to it to make it work, or does it just need to go? And what's not working? Probably just needs to go. And you can use whatever criteria you want to define what's working, kind of working and not working. Love that for you. But look at what is currently on your plate and see really what you are working on unnecessarily. Because what I often find, and what I love to do at the beginning of the year, or really any time, but the beginning of the year is a great time to do it. Looking at this and weeding things out that you don't need to be doing. Because when you are just like head in the sand working, you just start doing things out of habit Mm -hmm. or because someone told you that it was a good idea or et cetera, et cetera. When you can sit down and weed out those things and really pinpoint them and be like, okay, I need to be doing this. Great. Why am I still doing this thing? Get it off your plate. Then you're going to be better defining what your workload looks like right now or even what's happening in your life if you so choose to go that direction as well. So a couple little tactics for really looking at what your version of hustle looks like, especially as you go into a brand new year.
1: When you're doing this worksheet or just this exercise in general, I think it ties into how that, that- – that old phrase we used to say in this podcast a lot is "don't get caught in the comparison trap." Mm. So when you are filling out this worksheet, don't think about what's working in the mindset of somebody else. Like, think about specifically yeah. for you what's making you happy, what's making you not happy. Yeah. So understanding that every business owner and every business is unique. Amen, Corey. That was your job. segue to the next topic. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good job. No, you are totally right. That comparison trap of of. Just because something's working for someone else does not mean it's working for you, right? And really getting real, real about that and not feeling anything about it, literally any feelings, not feeling shame that it's not working for you, etc. not worth the time.
1: Move I on. don't know why, but yeah. TikTok comes to mind.
0: <laughs> Social like, media in general well, is yes, what I'm thinking as well.
1: True. But like TikTok, some people, they love doing it and it's working for them. But if you just don't feel like you can put out good TikTok content, don't worry about it. Go put your focus somewhere else. And TikTok sucks. <laughs> Sorry, that's a personal feeling, but I just had to say
2: it. <laughs> I hate TikTok. I
0: will say, I think it's kind of funny. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Um, but also a waste of time. And I'm not creating content for it. That definitely doesn't work for me. Not what I need to be spending my time on. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, let's look at this really understanding slash incredibly embracing that every business and every business owner is unique and really accepting (laughs) that you might not find success or happiness, or you won't. I don't think you will at all find success or happiness if you are following someone else's expectations, routines, blueprints. You can look at those things for inspiration. I think that's totally fine. I love Listening to other people's or reading about other people's morning routines. I love yeah. it. I think it, I find it incredibly inspirational. It's like a peek behind the scenes of what gets this person going in the morning, whatever it may be. Um, But I can do all of that and not at all need to adopt a single one of them for myself. And that's the that's the lens through which I want to. All of you listening to look at routines, blueprints, whatever it may be that you are getting fed as to how it is that you should be operating your business, doing your morning, you know, falling to sleep at night, marketing your business, whatever it may be. Look at it. Be inspired. Take in the information. And then otherwise go do you.
1: So here's a thought. Take from this what you will. If every business and every business owner did things the exact same way, there would be no business. There would be no competition. Businesses thrive. It'd be on all competition. competition. Well,
0: <laughs> maybe, but yes, yes, yes. See what yeah. you are saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so businesses thrive when they do things in their own unique way. Mm-hmm. So, if you are constantly comparing yourself to see what's working for other businesses and you think it's going to work for you, you are not going to do. You are not going to thrive.
0: No, no, you're really not. And that's what we want. We want for you to thrive. Another aspect of this, of accepting your uniqueness as a business owner and as a business is also knowing what it is that you need. Because part of operating on someone else's blueprint or whatever is that you are trying to reach their goals. But what is your goal? Like you have to define your goals for yourself. And this is one of those things, all of these things are not just relegated to people who are one, two, three years in business. These are cycles that I see business owners go through five, 10, 15 years into business as well. We, it's so easy to slide back into this, the shoulds, Right. I should be doing this. I should be wanting that. I should be working towards this. I should be showing up to work today. I should whatever it may be. Yeah, we all do it. We all do it. So I I do want to say that if you find yourself in this place, do not think that you're doing anything wrong. Know that you're just doing what everybody does. (laughs) This is the one thing we all do share for sure. But what's really important to always do, and this is one of the reasons why I love CEO Day, and this was not supposed to be CEO Day kits.
1: That seems to happen every all. time you and I do an episode. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs>
0: because it is at the core of how it is that you know we do planning and show up in in this business and both the businesses. It just it's that much of a part of what we do for mm. real, for real, yeah. for real. But what you have to define for yourself is what it is that you need. I oftentimes, when I'm coaching or talking to a boss, will find them working really hard, especially on money goals, working really hard on money goals. And I'm like, but is that what you need? And there's usually this moment of like, "Mm, maybe, I don't don't know. So knowing your numbers is imperative, I believe, for defining how it is that you're going to hustle because let's say you left a corporate job have a crap ton of money in savings you know have a partner who's you know paying half the bill whatever it may be you're in a different place perhaps than someone who is a single mom of two kids who you know has has no money in savings there's going to be different money goals there and knowing what your numbers are And working towards your numbers, both in money and I also want to say in hours, Mm -hmm. like how much you want or need to be working, I think is incredibly important for you to be able to define what work looks like for you. So if you haven't already figured that out for yourself this year, sit down, run your numbers, find out how much money you need to have from your business and your personal bank account. Do some like reverse mathing. (laughs) I made that up,
1: reverse mathing. I think it's just math. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, that, but it's the (laughs) act of it. (laughs) I verbed it. Yep. Do your reverse math to figure out how much money your business needs to make and then map your year based on that. I find it really difficult to not like listen to a boss and like i don't i don't want to hear them but like i like emotionally i find it really hard when i am talking to a boss who has this idea that they want to have you know a six figure business which i these days you kind of at mm-hmm. bare minimum <laughs> right need six figures to survive in the world but 250 500 a million dollars for just the quote unquote pleasure Of having a business that makes $250, $500, $1 million, $5 million, whatever, because it's just this arbitrary goal that they have made. And they will kill their work-life balance, what life, to hustle in the not good way towards these goals that really don't mean anything. Which is why I like to pair this number thing with this hour thing, Mm -hmm. where I want to make $250,000 a year, but I don't want to work more than 25 hours a week. Okay, love that. That Hmm, gives a really great, right? But it gives a really great context for what kind of business you need to build and what kind of hustle it's going to take to get there. It's also totally doable. There's a boss in the C suite who works about 20, 25 hours a week and has a business that makes over 500K a year. Bravo, right? Totally doable. Totally doable. Um, And she has built her business in a way that allows her to just do that. So, knowing your numbers in both money terms and hours terms is really important for helping you figure out what your real version of hustle needs to look like. Growing your business can get complicated, but the tech you use shouldn't. That's why HubSpot's CRM platform is easy to learn, use, and love. Hear it from a real boss using HubSpot to grow their business better in 2023 and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash being boss.
2: My name is Kelly Kimple. I'm the CEO of Adventures and Good Company. As you know, growing a business is hard and the tools you use should help make things easier. It's important to us to have tools that work the way we do. HubSpot's CRM platform has seamlessly scaled with our needs we were seeking a more efficient way to extend the longevity of communicating with our current customers while still nurturing the relationships of new and potential customers. With HubSpot, our team is able to work all in one place to create a customized experience for every encounter at every stage of the customer's journey. The HubSpot CRM platform makes daily tasks easier for all of our departments to use. From the marketing team to customer service to operations, our busy work gets automated. And we can spend time doing what we do best creating experiences of a lifetime for women seeking new adventures we're able to grow our database with free forms and landing pages that convert visitors into qualified leads hubspot crm automatically organizes enriches and tracks each content into a tidy timeline from there we're able to nurture our leads with bulk emails that are easy to create and automatically optimized for different devices with the built-in analytics We can easily learn which emails, pages, and traffic sources are driving the most conversions. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com.
0: We just talked some like really big picture stuff, right? Um, A year is pretty big picture. I think you could even be thinking, you know, if you're at the beginning of your business and you want to have a five-year plan for making your, you know, 250, 100, I don't know, 20 hours a week, whatever that looks like for you, then love that. But you also are somewhere on your journey right this second. Like, there's, there's big picture, and then you have to get really microscopic yeah. of, you know, what's happening in your family life? What is happening, like, to you physically and health-wise? What is happening, I don't know, <coughs> otherwise? <laughs> I'm running in out of world. examples. What's, What's happening? That's a little, that's a little macro. Micro. Macro. I want to okay. go micro. <laughs> right. What's happening very personally to you that puts you
2: mm-hmm.
0: wherever you are on your journey? So maybe you do have a really big goal this year, but early in the year, you're going to be moving across the country, right? On in your journey. You are in a place where you're about to go on a journey, right? So, even if you have this one, two, five year plan, looking at really where it is that you are right here, right now, and for the coming weeks and months to maneuver around what your life actually looks like is really important, which is why I like to go into my marketing revenue exercise with first defining work in life when are those things happening in work and life that i need to just like create a season of doing a lot of work of chilling out and doing a lot of life of Maybe not chilling out, but doing a lot of life, right? Like you're moving or going on some crazy vacation. I always say there's few hustles like a Disney World hustle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True. True.
0: Right? Like that is, you're going to need to rest when you get home. You just walked 18 miles a day and ate nothing but Rice Krispie treats shaped like Mickey Mouse and some slushies from a cart. <laughs>
1: Do they have Rice Krispie treats shaped like Mickey Mouse?
0: Yeah, I said that because I pictured one in my head that I've eaten before.
1: Wow. <laughs> I did not know that.
0: Yeah. First, I, missed I mean, out. <laughs> Everything is shaped like Mickey no, Mouse. That's true. That Literally true. everything. So defining uh, your minuscule season, of hustle and rest. Maybe that's. <laughs> that is a little too tiny, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, a little, let, a little
1: condescending, but okay. Let's
0: paint this a little better. So usually a, a season of work or rest for me, I think I probably do work in about four week cycles. Yeah. Right? And sometimes I'll, they'll pile up. Maybe I'll have two four week cycles that are hustle or rest or something. Uh, rarely will I go 12 weeks, I don't think, um, where I'm really one or the other. But- well.
1: I will say, I think that whole twelve week thing did happen to you once, and that's what <laughs> caused burnout. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, right. So yeah, let's eight not do that. Weeks. Yep, eight weeks is about my is about my limit. Um, but it's important to define those seasons of hustle and rest by understanding where you are on your journey. Uh, an example of how this can even affect things. I, I mean, we're recording this as we mentioned earlier in mid November. So that we can get ready for a season of, well, for everyone else's rest. For me, it's hustle. <laughs> because I have a retail store in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny. We planned this like batching of of episodes for both of those things. Rest for the team. Hustle for me. Uh, but then I got this ankle injury that I have mentioned before. Which has me redefining in a lot of ways what this season of hustle looks like for me. Because where I'm at in my journey right now is sitting in a chair. <laughs> Just sitting in a chair. And so really understanding where you are, where you personally are in this moment is incredibly important. It's a really important aspect of planning these seasons of work in life.
1: Okay, so you have defined what makes you unique. But now, how do you understand what success looks like for you? Because that's the whole thing, right? That's what we're leading mm-hmm. up
0: to. It is what we're leading up to. It's funny. I didn't. I really was not planning on talking about all of this, you guys. But <laughs> <What's-> <laughs> this, is, this is also the context of the group coaching <laughs> that okay. we launched last year. Uh, I say last year in context of January. <laughs> this year in context of of november when we were recording this Uh, timey-wimey am i right (laughs) yeah so we launched our boss owned business group coaching and the thing that we are taking bosses through is really understanding what success looks like for them and it's a process of looking at values both personal and business looking at you know the boundaries that they need to feel creative and fulfilled and have the time that they need to do both work and life things, etc. So there's lots of little pieces, but I do want to hit on just a couple of them here. One, I want to reference another worksheet. So we'll have this in the show notes as well. It is called Define Your Ideal Day or Your Ideal Day Worksheet <laughs> or something, something about your ideal day. I never know the names of things. Sorry, not sorry.
1: You named them. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or is it dream day?
1: (laughs) It's definitely an ideal day. That's how I have it labeled on the back end. So, sure.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, there's a worksheet where we take you through a couple of exercises, a couple of thought exercises, and some writing exercises to think about what your really dreamy day looks like. And just like we talked about earlier with looking back in the past and imagining, or not imagining, but getting really clear on the aspects of those times that felt really great and pulling them into the future. Ideal Day is a little bit of looking into the future in this like imaginary world where you are waking up where you want to be, surrounded by who you want to, whatever, who or what do you want to be surrounded by? All What are you getting up and doing all day? What kinds of conversations are you having? And then look, doing some work to pull that like future dreamy scenario back into your reality right now that will give you a nice little insight look as to what elements make you feel successful so is it is it Waking up at four thirty, or is it waking up at seven thirty? Seven <laughs> thirty, Jesus. Yeah, like, I, I love a good eight thirty. Personally, yeah, yeah. I love my sleep, y'all. Love it. um Or is it just waking up after having a full nine hours of sleep? Because I don't care what time it is, nine as long hours? as I've had nine. I yes. Okay. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Do you see my face when you question that? Like, absolutely, Corey. <laughs> okay. Nine full hours, not a minute less. Okay. So defining your ideal day can be a really great exercise for getting an inside peek as to those little elements that make you feel successful. I think another one is definitely knowing your numbers, defining what that enough number is for you. Because that enough number is success, is like, is a metric, is a metric of not, it is not, it does not equal success. (laughs) It equals one aspect of success. Okay. Right? So knowing that number so that you can work towards something real as opposed to someone else's number or just this number that you made up for some arbitrary or like whatever reason, knowing your numbers is really important for understanding what success looks like for you. And that's money and those hours. Mm -hmm. Another aspect about hours is to think about when it is that you're most creative and how do you, mm, I'm going to say capitalize on that. Sorry, not sorry. Right? So if you are more creative in the morning, then how can you, and you run a creative business where you want to monetize that creativity, which is most of you guys listening, then what does work look like for you so that you can really make the most of those times?
1: I don't think it's really even creativity. It's just when does your brain function?
0: Like... <laughs> right? I think I get about three minutes in the afternoon.
1: Touche. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Touche.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely not in the afternoon. Things go real downhill after 11 a.m., I think. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever.
1: After you've been at work for, what, an hour? Okay. Yeah, I two. Two-ish, oh, okay. Okay. two-ish,
0: depending. So some people really want to stick to a nine-to-five. I'm personally a little bit of a nine-to-five girl. Not going to lie. I come in usually around nine. I leave usually around four or five o'clock. I don't work on the weekends. I love that for myself. Other people really thrive. Are you Are you a night worker?
1: So here's the thing. I'm glad you ask. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a whole complex around my schedule. I would love to work at night, but the reason I do actually work from 9 to 5, or really 7.30 to 5, uh, is because of my dog. He has a very set routine, because he wakes up at the butt crack of dawn, and Mm -hmm. by the time 5 o'clock rolls around, he's ready to go for a walk. And if he does not get that routine, he is very adamant uh, about wanting my attention, and he will not leave me alone until he gets what he wants. So, my routine is set based on my dog's needs.
0: <laughs> Other people may have children <laughs> yep. or be taking care of a parent or yep. something like that. Yep, um, I think mean, that's definitely a huge aspect of it, and that's also a scenario of understanding that the season that you're in. So, you know, for me, I have a kid who's in school. We're waking up early. My midday, so I'm usually a nine to five girl. But why am I saying girl? Like I don't that? know. Nine I was going to five that. I just gonna let you do it. Yeah, I'll take whatever. <laughs> That does not offend me, y'all. Um, So I'm a 9 to 5 girl, <laughs> except while my kid is in school, I have to get her at like 3.30. And so I'm actually stopping work a little bit earlier, spending some time with her. And then I'll usually put in another hour or so in the evening, which sort of has things jacked up. So I also recognize that I'm in a like three-year season of that. And then I can get back to my like preferred work schedule since we have put her in school and we're not homeschooling anymore. So you may have to recognize that in terms of the hours in particular, it may just be the season that you're in. Also, literally the seasons. In winter, I work a lot because I'm not going outside. It's cold. In the summer, I don't want to work at all because it's warm outside and I want to be outside.
1: Yes. I think it's the time zone change. Not the time zone change, but like the... the daylight savings time change mm-hmm. because now we're in the standard time and the sun goes down at like three thirty for some stupid reason <laughs> i'm just like when the sun goes down my brain stops working so my hours have shifted because of the season literally the season
0: yeah yeah it does so Recognize those sorts of things, but also just work when you want and don't think that, you know, if someone shames you for working a late night or wanting to work on Sunday when you want to do those things, that is their expectations, does not have to define your reality. You do what you want to do.
1: Shame them back.
0: Now, Corey, oh, no, Corey, we're not don't doing do that. shame don't do cycles. That. Nope, don't
1: do that. <laughs> shame
0: spirals, <laughs> we're not doing… I mean, you can you want to, but <laughs> do not recommend it.
1: <laughs> okay, instead of shaming them, show them how boss you are for working late at night.
0: Yeah. Show them I, the cool I, stuff you make. I will say that I do... I don't do it very often. But when I do get the chance to work late at night, especially, well, I say I was in the shop yes last night until 11 p.m. resetting the store. I do that sometimes. No yeah. one's there. Customers aren't in. I'll do those things. But I also love doing a late night computer sesh because I'm going to get so much stuff done because the rest of the world's not like operating in the same way. Anyway, I do love that. Yeah.
1: So typically I do work Monday through Friday. Even though I can set my own hours and I can work whenever I want. I do typically just Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m. But I actually did work on Sunday this past weekend because no one was around to bother me. No one was Mm -hmm. on Slack. And it was just – it was freeing to Mm -hmm. not have to worry about having to put out fires and stuff. I could just work at my own pace. Yeah. It was nice.
0: Yeah. And what I love about that because you just sort of hit on it. It's important to remember those little things like being able to define your own hours. That is a characteristic of our success, right? You know, we all start businesses so that we can define those things for ourselves. So even the ability to do that is our version of success just want to point that out because same i feel empowered when i show up on a sunday or you know late at night or whatever i've made my hours i'm showing up by myself to do what i want and getting some stuff done um that does feel a little successful to me not gonna lie okay so
1: the audience can't see you but you're saying all this and you're like you're popping your shoulders <laughs> you got a little pep in i'm assassin is yeah, what i'm saying
0: <laughs> Right? Because I feel that anti-hustle culture tells you that those things are not successful, that you should only be working your four-hour work weeks on, you know, Tuesday at noon or whatever it may be. But I love being able to go in my store when it is completely empty and reset it with no one bothering me. I put everything exactly where I want it to go, listening to music that I want to listen to, whatever it may be, or literally doing the same thing at my computer, more or less. And so... That is an area where I'm like, no, there that version of anti-hustle culture does not define my version of success. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to work late because I find it freeing and invigorating, partially because no one's around to bug me and partially because I chose it for myself. Yeah. Also sassed my head with that one as well. <laughs> okay. A couple other things or a couple other ways to define success. A couple of episodes ago, probably like six months ago, because same timey-wimey, we mm-hmm. did an episode or I did an episode. I think it was a solo one on some lists that you need to have as a human. <laughs> um, one of those was a bucket list. One of those was a want list. I think both of those are really incredible practices For helping you define success, you can go back to that episode and listen to it if you're curious. I also take bosses through those two particular ones in our group coaching program. Corey, what episode was that?
1: Episode number 320 Three Must Have Lists to Create the Life You Want.
0: Oh, there. That's a great title. Thanks, Corinne. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. So yes, go listen to that one. I think those two lists are really important for helping you define your version of success. I'm going to throw a fourth one in there because I don't even remember what the third one was. I will not lie. I don't remember. But there is another one that I've been thinking about a lot. Someone brought it up to me recently. I'm going to make this for myself. I think this is incredibly important, especially when you're in a season of a lot of work. And that is a list of things that bring you joy. Because I think it's really easy to get into a season of hustle and forget to eat <laughs> or like call your mom or hang out with your friends or for me, go for a hike and do my yoga and those sorts of things. And so by having this really easy go to list, you're never going to be too tired to be like, I don't even know. I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> just go look at your list. What's going to bring you joy in this moment? Um, that's a list, a new list I'm going to add to the list of lists because I think it could be incredibly important.
1: Puppies, Legos, food. That's my list. All right. Right there.
0: That's it. <laughs> right. So as long as you are incorporating those things into your life, your version of success. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, one more for you. Is simply living within the parameters, existing within the parameters of your priorities and boundaries. Hmm. When people are, when you've created boundaries that people are respecting, you can operate within them without, you know, having to put out all the fires or deal with that person who's just like, you know, emailing you at 10 p.m., wanting a phone call immediately, whatever it may be. That feels like success. You can't operate within those parameters unless you know what those are. So knowing where your boundaries are, knowing what your priorities are, um, really also living within context or w- within alignment with your values is incredibly important as well. It's a, that's obviously a huge part of what we do. Being slash values, if you'd like just a taste of all the va- all the work we've done around values, is really important for defining your version of success. It's a lot of like big picture things. If anyone does want any help with that, group coaching. Boss into business.
1: Or just the community. Let's throw all those CTAs out there. Join the Bing Boss community.
0: (laughs) Bing Boss, we're always working on all this. This is really the context of what we do with people in general. So it is a big topic. And all of these things are really important because when you are not aware, when you're not even aware of what success looks like to you, and not that you haven't achieved it, success is, you know, it is a journey. We're kind of getting it all the time. And you know, we're gonna die at the end. Wow! <laughs> Regardless right. of what happens, right? It's not this end goal. At the end, you die. It is something you're supposed to be experiencing all along the way, right?
1: Unless the work that you're working on is how to create immortality.
0: Oh yes, and if indeed. that's the case, that is the you one aspect. Better asterisk.
1: hustle, <laughs> figure it out.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I don't think I want to be around forever. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, okay. This okay. world okay. is a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do okay. my time and I'm going to tap out. <laughs> <laughs> tap sorry guys, took it uh, there. Okay. Yep. What I'm what I'm trying to say here though is yep, that when sorry. you are not aware of what success looks like for you, burnout is just a step away. Hmm. When you are working, it's just right there. Um it's all like and I think in life it's where depression, yeah, can really come into play. If you're not, if you don't know what success looks like, and you're not actively trying to pull those little pieces from your past forward, or from your pu- future, from your future towards you, then you are steps away from burnout because you're just going to keep spending time and energy on air quote goals that don't align with your values that don't operate within your boundaries, that don't bring you joy in any way, shape, or form, or they're not helping you become the person that you want to be. Knowing these things and working towards them is incredibly important for for finding fulfillment and for truly enjoying this crazy journey (laughs) that we've all chosen to take by becoming entrepreneurs and business owners. And then I think the sort of last tip that I want to leave everybody with is as you're thinking about all these things, what brings you joy, what your values are, what your ideal day looks like, how you can be working this year towards your version of success, whatever that looks like. Remember that the hours spent does not equal greater output. Like more hours in your work does not mean more money in your bank for most of you. Yeah. For some of you. Most, hopefully most to some extent.
1: <laughs> sure. There is some variation there, but it's fine. <laughs> There is some variations,
0: <laughs> right? And know that rest is an investment in yourself and as a business owner in turn, it is an investment in your business. Plain and simple. So, work towards it with those things in mind and always work smarter not harder
1: so i have one last question for you yep what are you going to work on today you specifically emily oh shit Corey. what are you going to work on today to work towards your version of success
0: oh i use i want to curse you right now oh
2: well. <laughs> We that was the that. urge That's that I had. Actually, I think I did
0: do it. You don't have to cut that one out. Let them all know that I did do it. <laughs> Shit, Corey. Um, let me think about it. What am I going to do today? You know, I talked about being a nine to five girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing now.
1: Corinne, if you're if you're listening, which I know you are, uh <laughs> make sure to add that to the list of bumper stickers we need to create.
0: Yeah. Nine to five girl. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it needs to have one of those like sexy silhouettes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just envisioned it in my head. You know, the ones that are on like the 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 eighteen wheeler flaps. hmm It oh, needs gosh. to be that one. It needs oh, to God. be that one. Yeah, yeah. So but I, the season that I'm currently in is we are gearing up. This weekend is our first big holiday weekend in the store. Next weekend is Black Friday. Then we're between Thanksgiving and Christmas and all hell's going to break loose in the most glorious, crystal-filled way. Very excited about it. So I have broken my boundary of nine to five <sighs> and not working weekends for this season. Mm-hmm of hustle where this afternoon I have some, I'm doing a recording, another recording um, this afternoon and I quit for the day, for the rest of the day. I'm quitting early and that's going to be more or less my schedule most days over the next couple of weeks where, you know, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, days that are usually generally light for me are not really going to be work days because I am working A little more on the weekends. I need to make myself super, super available if something happens. So this afternoon, I'm adjusting my boundaries and I am unapologetically going to quit working at about 1 p.m. And going to go home and paint some mushrooms, (laughs) some little wooden mushrooms with my kid. Okay. And make some dinner and hang out. And it's a Tuesday, a Tuesday that any other time I would be working nine to five like I always do. but. I'm adjusting my schedule and taking some time and making time now to rest as both an investment in myself, but also an investment in my business because they gonna need me later. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a huge one, but that's that's my today. That's my today is I'm going to quit working early and that y'all is not easy for me to do when I get in and get going. I'm just going to keep going, Um, yeah. but I'm pulling the plug. And I have been doing that a little bit. I will be doing that much more over the coming weeks because that is the season that I am in. What about you, Corey? (laughs) I'm going to turn around on
1: you. Oh, crap. I knew you were going to do that, too. Um, Well, I'm actually front-loading all of my hours this week so i can have another long weekend because i actually had a three-day weekend a couple weeks ago and i was like "Ooh, "Ooh, that was nice uh so i'm doing that again this week uh and that actually ties into thanksgiving and christmas which i'm taking extended periods of time off so yeah i'm i'm heading towards my season of of rest
0: yes i love that for you i'm gonna fall off the christmas cliff into my season of rest i'm very excited (laughs) about it (laughs) We'll get there. I'll join you one day. I'll okay. join you. Perfect. Well, thanks, Corey. This one is a fun one. And I do encourage everyone listening to work in a way that feels good to you. To define what work looks like for yourself so that you can show up and accomplish the things you most want to accomplish.
1: And if you're struggling to find a starting point, go find those worksheets in our show notes, BingBoss.club.
0: High five. All right, boss, because you're here, I know you want to be a better creative business owner, which means I've got something for you. Each week, the team at Being Boss is scouring the news, the best entrepreneurial publications, and updates and releases of the apps and tools that run our businesses, and is curating it all into a weekly email that delivers the must-know tips and tactics in the realms of mindset, money, and productivity. This email is called Brood, We brew it up for you each week to give you the insight you need to make decisions and move forward in your creative business. Check it out now and sign up for yourself at beingboss.club slash brewed. That's beingboss.club slash B-R-E-W-E-D. Now, until next time, do the work, be boss.